You're listening to AIB Market Talk, bringing you financial market insights from AIB's experts. Hello and welcome to AIB Market Update on Tuesday the 13th of September. I'm John Herfinan from our Customer Treasury Unit, and I'm joined this week by AIB Senior Economist John Fahey to discuss recent developments on financial markets. John, let's talk about the ECB and the important events from last week. Can you reflect on their actions and the impact that this has had? Yeah, well, you say there the ECB was the most important event last week. Uh, we got a 75 base points rate hike across its key interest rates. Now, the market had moved in advance to broadly price that in, so it wasn't a huge surprise uh, because we had some hawkish commentary out from uh, a number of key uh, ECB members, especially Isabel Schnobel. Uh, towards the end of August, she was over at the Jackson Hole Economic Symposium. So, you know, she kind of communicated uh, that she was in favour of a 75 base points hike and another uh, a raft of other uh, Eurozone uh, uh, key members had come out after that too, in, in line with that. Although we did have their chief economist, Philip Lane, uh, talk about a steady rate. But in the end, the meeting, uh, and as President Lagarde said, a thorough discussion, unanimously agreed to 75 basis points. So what that means is the depot rate uh, increases to 0.75% and the refi rate rises uh, to 1.25%. So we had seen in their last meeting in July, the ECB move out of the negative interest rate territory, uh, moving to deposit from minus uh, 0.5 to zero. So in the space of two meetings, they've gone from minus 0.5 uh, to plus 0.75. So in other words, a front loading very much uh, of rate hikes. Now, notwithstanding that, uh, in the context of elsewhere, uh, ECB is still well behind uh, rate hikes uh, in the US and the UK. But what we did see uh, from that meeting uh, in terms of the ECB was a similar rhetoric that's coming out from those other central banks that, you know, the central bank in in uh, Frankfurt is willing uh, to be aggressive in its uh, tightening cycle to front load these rate hikes uh, because the alternative is a situation where Inflation spirals further out of control. There's a de-anchoring of inflation expectations. Uh, and in the end, then they have to hike rates by even further. And all that combined means that the economic downturn uh, is even more protracted and severe. So that's why they're willing to you know, suffer short-term economic pain uh, to get inflation uh, back down towards its 2% target and to keep inflation expectations anchored. And that's why it's, it's going with this front-loading uh, of rate hikes. And... To follow through on that, particularly if you think our customers are looking at, say, any debt that they have from a floating and a fixed basis and weighing up their options, what are the market expectations for what the ECB are going to do next and how that's going to feed into the Euribor rates and into any fixed rates customers might be looking at? So uh, when we look at uh, what the uh, President Lagarde said, so she gave guidance that over the next, the word is several meetings, what the ECB used in terms of its language, uh, to expect more rate hikes. So like other central banks, the European Central Bank is no longer providing explicit forward guidance. Uh, all we know is that rates are going to continue to go higher. Now, in the press conference, she was asked by what does several mean? She said it was more than two, but less than five. So in other words, through the next three to four meetings. Uh, in terms of market expectations, well, if you think there's two meetings left between now uh, and the end of the year on October 27th and December 15th. Uh, and the market's broadly pricing in 50 basis points uh, from the ECB uh, over the course of both of those meetings. So in other words, uh, what that would mean is that you would see 
the deposit rate ends this year at 1.75%. So over the course of two meetings, the market's expected 100 basis points, roughly 50 between both meetings uh, of rate hikes. And further out then, as you look into 2023, futures contracts are pricing in around another 50 basis points of rate hikes. Uh, so that would see the uh, depot rate rise to 2.25%. Uh, and through the end of next year, then it stabilizes in or around that 2.25%. So, you know, that's what's priced in at the moment. So uh, an additional 150 basis points from where we are at the moment uh, over the next uh, four to five meetings uh, from the European Central Bank in terms of where the market sees. So at the moment, the market sees rates getting up towards two and a quarter percent. And now President Lagarde herself was asked a number of times, where does the uh, ECB see the terminal rate? In other words, the rate where uh, they'll settle at. Uh, she uh, wouldn't go into any detail on that other than to say that the rate where rates are at the moment are still well below where they think rates need to be to get inflation back under control. Uh, so we see the hawkish bias that remains uh, in the ECB on that. So the market pricing there at the moment and the communications that we're seeing uh, from European Central Bank suggests rates will, will you know, get up a little bit past 2% uh, in the first half of next year. John, that played out in the currency market where as well last week when we saw you know the dollar still had the upper hand that's had for the last while, but it lost a little bit of momentum towards the end of the week. And with sterling, again, some weakness, but it's been quite volatile, so it's not been all, all negative for sterling. What are you expecting to see from the currencies kind of in the short to medium term in this backdrop and given how complex it is it might be difficult to pin yourself down to anything yeah well we saw a bit of movement to say a bit of volatility in currency markets last week if you think back to the start of last week uh, euro dollar was testing a new year to date low it was below that 0.99 threshold that traded to a low of 0.986 because uh, the dollar was very much uh, holding the upper hand and you know there's a lot of things going in the dollar's favor at the moment obviously the fed has been you know the most aggressive of the central banks in terms of where rates are uh, and then the euro is obviously impacted by the weakness uh, and the uncertainty and the risk to the war in Ukraine. The issue around gas supplies is very much uh, an issue for the euro uh, in terms of the economic outlook and what that could do. And also because of the level of risk aversion nervousness that's been in markets, that's been a support to the dollar. So as I said, you know, in the early part of last week, euro dollar was trading below 0.99 uh, and cable that's sterling against the dollar uh, was trading to a low of down close to the 114 threshold. But as the week progressed, we did see the dollar uh, lose a bit of momentum. Now, this wasn't specific to anything that happened from the ECB meeting uh, on Thursday. In fact, there's a relatively muted reaction on currency markets from that meeting. But there was a general improvement in investor sentiment on markets last week, and that did coincide uh, with uh, some weakness uh, in the dollar, or maybe it's more appropriate to say the dollar rally lost some momentum. So if you look at the levels of where we're back at now, we're back up above parity for euro against the dollar. We're trading up around the, the 101, uh, 1.01 mark. Uh, and cable in terms of sterling against the dollar is back up above the, the 116 level uh, in terms of uh, its key trading uh, thresholds. So there has been a little bit of lost momentum in that dollar rally. Uh, sterling, if you look at euro against sterling, is always a close one to look at from our customer viewpoint. Uh, you know, that has edged higher within the 86 to 87p range, but still fairly narrow trading in that. So as we look ahead to the outlook, well, there's a lot of uncertainty there. Uh, anytime there's risk aversion markets is going to be supportive of the dollar in the near term. So we still think in the near term, you know, the dollar is going to hold the upper hand. Okay, it's lost a bit of momentum in terms of its rally, but those levels against uh, euro and against sterling are still suggest a fairly strong uh, dollar 
further out then uh, as we move we do think that euro dollar may start to edge higher uh, but very gradually so we don't expect any major breakout of recent trading ranges uh, over the next couple of months uh, it's you know a lot of volatility in markets the key game changer and the key uncertainty is around gas supplies in Europe and that's a key determinant of what will happen in the eurozone it's very hard to predict around that but anytime there's nervousness in markets it tends to be supportive of the dollar what we saw in the last couple of days a bit more positivity in markets uh, so the dollar gave up some of its gains in the back of that i suppose looking ahead john um i think just to kind of give a kind of big picture overview i suppose to what will be most useful to our listeners the postponement of the boe meeting to next week means we will have both the fed and the bank of england in the same week it makes it a very busy week what are you expecting and indeed, what is the market expectations to see out of these meetings? And to tie it back into the currencies, do you think there's going to be any major any major moves on the back of it? Uh, so as we look ahead to next week in terms of the Fed, uh, the market's pricing in 75 base points uh, from the Fed next week. And it has rates peaking uh, in or around uh, 4% uh, as we move uh, into the early part of next year. Uh, now, interestingly, from a Fed's perspective, uh, where the market sees rates as we move towards the end of next year is actually it's pricing in maybe 25 to 50 base points of rate cuts. So what that's telling you is that the market expects is that the Fed will keep hiking up towards 4%. But as you move into the second half of next year, inflation will have moved back on a you know fairly uh, noteworthy basis. But at the same time, the U.S. economic outlook uh, will be much weaker, which will mean that not only will the Fed not be able to keep hiking rates or need to hike rates, but also it may need to cut interest rates. Now, just because the market's pricing doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen, but that's what's in the market at the moment. US rates, 75 base points priced in for next week, broadly speaking, rates getting up towards 4%, uh, but then them getting back closer to maybe 3.5% by the end uh, of next year. Turning to the uh, Bank of England, uh, the market's priced in 50, although in the last couple of days, we have seen it move towards the potential for 75 basis points. So it's a little bit between the two. So it's undecided. Definitely 50 is priced in there. Uh, but when we look further out into next year, market sees UK rates peaking above uh, 4% in around uh, 4.25% uh, for, for where rates see. So at the moment, the market actually thinks that in the UK, interest rates will peak higher uh, than they will uh, in the US. But in both jurisdictions, those rates are still well above where markets think rates uh, will peak in the Eurozone. Uh, so to come back to your point then on, on currencies, well, really, it's only the impact will be if there's a different outcome than what the market's expecting. So in other words, if the Fed went with 50 rather than 75, that would be a bit of a surprise to markets or if their communication uh, was any less hawkish or any more hawkish. So it's really around that. And you're going to see a bit more volatility in markets now, because I mentioned there when we're talking about the ECB, you know, these central banks are no longer uh, providing forward guidance. They're talking about everything is data dependent uh, and a meeting by meeting consideration around that. So because of that, uh, and because there's no definitive path, uh, so at least from the Fed, we do get uh, dot plots their interest rate projections so we get that next week so there will be some guidance in relation to that but all the central banks are emphasizing that everything is really data dependent now so because of that you get a bit more volatility in currency markets but as i said i don't expect any major breakout of the recent trading ranges we've been in in terms of euro sterling uh, or euro dollar or sterling against the dollar but within those ranges there's the always the chance of increased volatility at the moment uh, because of the backdrop in terms of the economic backdrop, the uncertainty over that, uh, and then the uncertainty over just how high rates will go. 
And I suppose it's that uncertainty of how long it takes to get inflation under control, which is going to prolong or shorten the cycle of rate hiking at the moment. John, thank you very much. That's very informative. And a big thank you to our customers, colleagues and listeners for joining us for this week's podcast. To stay up to date with the latest market developments, please subscribe to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you and good luck. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.